0: Are you... Everybody and welcome back to another edition of everybody's favorite podcast about new metal. It is the POD cast. This is episode number 35. I'm John and with me is a man who drives a big truck. His friends call him loco. And when his house is on fire, he lets that motherfucker burn. It's Brian Quinby.
1: Damn. All right. There you go, John. I did that three songs this time. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I know. yeah me loco. <laughs> me loco. You know?
0: Yeah, I know. Fuck, I like, so I always rich. appreciate, I I always appreciate a song um, where you can sing along to it by the end of the first time you've ever heard it. So like, I really <laughs> yeah. like that about loco. Like by the, by the time he gets to the third loco part, you're just like in the car, like me loco. You're, you're like in, which is fun. That doesn't happen too often. It's not very often where you can get immediately into a song's chorus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do I have a lot to say about me loco and oh, all I, of the cold chamber antics? Oh, so I believe that we did cold chambery. Uh, <laughs> cold chambery. Cold chamber. Cole- chambre,
0: chambre. I don't know chambre. what coal is in French. Chambre in French means room. It doesn't mean chamber. So that's coal, close enough. It's close enough. Le yeah, is, chambre, I mean, that's what they would call it. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up coal right now for you. And then we'll, we'll figure right it out. in your head. Coal is, Ooh, that's nice,
1: actually. Charbon. Le chambre du charbon. Okay, okay. I mean I don't understand what the name Cold Chamber is, and I've done a lot of searching. Uh well all they talk over about the place. It. They talk about it. In what's, one this of these going on? what's this going on in Vancouver? Uh uh What did you hear did you hear about this? Did you did you see this? Oh uh, the rage they, against the machine thing? Yeah, yeah. You guys got a whole thing going on there. Rage against well, the machine. Look, Brian,
0: I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a little disappointed because um, so people are speculating. So, so for those of you who maybe, you know, are not on Twitter, not following the story, plus this episode's going to come out like next week. We're recording this on June 29th. Uh, but there is a uh, a very long running sort of adult soft rock, adult contemporary station here called Kiss FM that recently fired two of their uh, morning DJs. Canada in general has been undergoing a lot of radio layoffs over the last couple of years. Um, so there were there were two sort of morning radio people who were uh, beloved, who were just fired. And so all day today, the station has been playing Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine over and over and over again, Um, which, again, it's an adult soft rock station. And, you know, they've been taking calls from people who request either that song or they try to request something different. And whoever's manning the boards just continues to play Killing in the Name of. And it has sort of come out that the parent company of Kiss FM, Rogers, um, is doing a bit that they're like, actually, yeah. they're planning on like launching a new station and they're, it, they're, they're making it look like it's someone who has kind of, you know, locked themselves in the radio station and they're playing yeah. something, you know, like saved by the bell style. Um, remember that episode of did Brian, do you ever, you're not a saved by the bell guy. I can't imagine.
1: Well, yeah, but I know the bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. an, I'm a radio expert. So yeah, I, true, uh, true, true. I yeah know you know host bit. a
0: show called Street Fight Radio. You know all about it. So yeah, so basically <laughs> on, on Saved by the Bell... They have they find an old high school radio station for some reason that's just like a room in the school. That's my favorite part. Like Saved by the Bell did this somewhat often, where they literally just like walk into a room of the school and it's like a fully functioning radio station, like with a massive soundboard, professional microphones, and they're sort of acting like no one in the school knew it was there. You know, that classic high school thing, like, oh yeah, we just we never open that door. We never we never look at what's back there. Oh, <laughs> there's tens of thousands of dollars of equipment behind that door. Yeah, yeah, we just leave it there. We'd have forgot it was even there. And then yeah, and then they do the whole thing at the end of the episode. Zach, I believe, locks himself in the radio station. I can't remember why. I think it's because the school wants to take it over or something like that. And I don't remember, but in any case, uh yeah, they ma- they're making it seem like someone locked themselves in the radio booth and started doing this. But of course, if that were the case, they would have been arrested within like 30 minutes. Um or so killed. it's clearly or yeah, I mean it's Canada. So you never less know. less likely. I mean, yes, certainly could be killed. <laughs> less likely, but uh but yeah, it's uh it's unfortunate that it probably is some sort of weird corporate overlord bit.
1: Well, John Here's what's bumming me out a little bit now, yeah, is that the way I found out about this was number one, I was looking for a guy that I wanna make fun of today, okay, and uh killing in the name of was trending, and right. I was like, uh, I was like, "Oh, why is that?" So I clicked it as you do when you see something you don't know what it's fucking for." And I saw this and I just read the first like three tweets. One of them was Rolling Stone. And it's like, man, if this happened in 1997, people would know it's a bit like immediately. They would just be like, they're switching formats on the radio station. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I hate that Rolling Stone was recording this like it's not a bit. It's a very obvious fucking bit. You know? Yeah. Uh, what about those DJs? though? they going to get another job? You think? Who knows, man? I mean, <laughs> maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe yes, they'll go to Sirius. Do you think
1: they'll be able to work anymore?
0: Yeah, they'll take their talents to Sirius XM or maybe the AM dial. Maybe there's a spot opening up. You know, AM six fifty something like that. I get don't think their, Sirius is their, hiring, John. No, I mean, you don't know. You never know, man. <laughs> I mean, there could be lots of room for them on Sirius XM satellite radio. Um,
1: Ugh, sucks.
0: Yeah, it is weird because I've done a few radio hits in Vancouver. Um, A former student of mine is a producer for one of the news stations out here. And so from time to time, when there's some kind of comedy related thing in the news, he'll shoot me a DM and say, hey, you want to come on this show and talk about this thing? And it'll be like me and some like 55 year old white lady. And I just have absolutely no concept of who's actually listening. Like, I assume there are like lots of people listening, but it's a very weird thing. Like, even when you do like, you know, Brian, sometimes you'll guest on a podcast or whatever, and you know, it doesn't have a ton of listeners, but like people are presumably you're like at least, you know, 50 people are listening to this or a hundred people are listening to this or whatever, you know, I, I it's very weird to do something where you genuinely, I genuinely have no clue who is listening for what reason, like how old they are, what's going, like, it's it's a very weird thing. It feels, because it's very serious. You call in, they make you wait on hold, they bring you on with the host, whatever. It's like this very serious operation, and you're like, it's possible that no
1: one is hearing this right now. It's a very weird feeling. Well, yeah, radio is so fucking weird anyway. Like, I, I really would love, I wouldn't mind hearing like who fucking is listening to fm radio and and now like there is no reason to listen to i guess like if your car doesn't have bluetooth or an aux cable i guess it makes sense but even in that way i would just listen to my headphones through my phone and if i didn't have a phone i would drive in silence <laughs> before i turned on the radio yeah, I mean, I guess it's like work sites, probably,
0: right? Like construction workers have their sort of radios that they bring out on the job. But I guess those can be Bluetooth now, too. So you don't necessarily have to be listening to the radio. I also know some people who who still like sports talk radio. Which I can sort of understand that you know a big thing happens in sports. You got a favorite radio host. You want to hear their take on it or whatever. But as far as just like yeah, like listening to news radio all day or something, it's like, well, who who is that for? Who's listening
1: music? Who's just music yeah. radio is a fucking. It, you gotta be well, that's a fucking crazy ass yeah. person to listen to music on the radio. I mean, like here's the thing. My wife will like watch movies on tv on like tv stations like and i don't get it i'm always like what are you fucking doing
0: you know yeah you could watch this without ads probably on one of the 13 streaming services we're paying for
1: yeah i don't know why you're watching but she's like i just like it to be there more than i like you know i i just I want it to be on. I don't want to have to pay attention. It's like, yeah, you could just turn it off, though, and you would be in better shape than watching The Avengers for the 4,000th time on uh, <laughs> TNT. It's it, yeah. a twisted thing to do. That's a twisted sicko Joker thing to do. And uh, it's, I would presume that there have to be some people that are just like, eh, I just want the music on. You know? Yeah, but like I a white noise any- thing. I hate the idea of not picking every single song that I listen to. Oh, me too. In in my like, it's just like I'm just. I don't want. I don't even want to listen to like a playlist with songs I don't know. Uh, I just I want to pick everything, and that's what I want. I hate random. I oh oh god, do I hate it when people mix up songs on a seat on an album? That is shuffle is Oh, shuffling. Yeah. People thing. who just put shuffle on for an album, holy fuck. That drives me wild. Like why that. would you do that? What kind of a person does that? Like a person that just doesn't give a shit about anything does something like that. It's sick. Okay, sick. they should go to jail. They should.
0: I know I agree yeah. completely. I agree. And it's just yeah. It, the thing that really blew me away too in in canada like i said uh, well i talked about this on the on the bonus episode um but in canada you have to play a certain amount of canadian content on the music radio so you get songs repeated so often but then that also happens on like hit radio like the okay the last time I like listen to the radio for any extended period was actually one of the things you're talking about. I was in Arizona for curling. There is actually a, a curling club in, in Tempe, Arizona. And we were down there for a curling tournament and pardon me. We had rented a car And the car we rented didn't have like Bluetooth or AUX or anything like that. So we were just listening to the local like hit radio station in Arizona. We had to drive 20 minutes from the curling club to our Airbnb. So we were in the car for about 40 to 80 minutes a day, roughly. And the hit radio station at the time, Rockstar by Post Malone was out. And in that weekend, we counted. We heard it 17 times Jeez, in, four, yeah. in four days in the only being in the car, like for an hour a day, like they were literally playing it three times an hour. Probably it was nuts yeah. where you're heavy like, that's rotation. also yeah. Like heavy rotation is crazy. It's, it's just like, every I got to hear minutes. this song seven, so, seven times a day or 12 times a day or whatever. It, like if you were at work and you just had it on all day, you just hear that song that many times. It's just like mind blowing. Yeah.
1: It's It's funny to, to think like, wait, I'm only supposed to listen to this for 20 minutes. Like, if you're listening to it all day, they're basically telling you like, no, you shouldn't turn the yeah. channel or <laughs> yeah, got yeah. home or whatever. You shouldn't be listening yeah. to this. This next song coming Stop up it. is a rock star by
0: Post Malone. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's what you're supposed to be like. Again. Okay. I'll, I'll
1: you know, I'll change the it's channel. So they're, they're
0: telling you that. Yeah.
1: It's crazy, because 99.7 The Blitz is our rock station <laughs> I love here. that. You brought it up before, and I just 99.7 The Blitz. The Blitz <laughs> is how they do it. <laughs> when I was listening to it, it had, like, The Viper, The Blazer, <laughs> uh, Suzy Wad. Uh, Ronnie, you're Hunter. listening to the Viper Woman. and the blazer on the blitz. Now they have Loper and Randy in the morning the Loper names. Loper Loper and Randy in the morning. They're is that crazy. actually his
0: name or is
1: it like Jeremy a Loper? Or- oh, okay. Jeremy Loper. I just They're didn't right know if it was like, uh,
0: he's just like, oh yeah, I lope around. I'm just like kind of a renegade nomad <laughs> kind of guy. That would have been even funnier if that was like his nickname or whatever. He's like an
1: MMA, a guy that's into MMA, and he's a hype beast is what I know. And he's also probably 20 years older than me. Right. Sure. Um, We had the Edge. That's like Canada's
0: big. I mean, Vancouver has the Fox, um, but like the Toronto one, the sort of like flagship, like they had their own cross country music festival for a while called Edge Fest. Uh, But that was the uh, 1027, the Edge, the
1: Blitz. Is how they would (laughs) say it. (laughs) And like, I could turn that, John, I'm fucking not even being funny here. I could turn that on. And within two hours, I would hear touch peel stand by days of the new, I can (laughs) guarantee you. They will play it. And it has been in pretty heavy rotation since the 90s, that song. And it's great. Every time I find myself in a place where they're listening to it, within a few minutes, it's like, Getting on I won't let it. And I'm like, Why this song? Out of all the songs that exist in the whole fucking world, this song is the one that you play all the fucking huh. time. I'm trying to think
0: of the last time I heard a days of the news song
1: <laughs> I could turn it on right now and have it for you <laughs> without you fucking trying man i mean it's
0: been i mean it's been it's been like literally twenty years probably since since the since like they had those singles um, won't
1: you touch me touch me I won't <laughs> let it go now I stand i can't i I still like, cause I'll sometimes, what was their other Bre- big
0: song? I got to look that up. They had another oh, big man. one too, right? They didn't
1: have another one. I mean, like, while well, the blitz didn't feel that they had a, another one, like of that size. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. they're getting so many royalties from the, Bl- I mean, they probably play it seven times a day, John, and I'm not even bullshitting you at I'm least, I'm thinking which is of crazy. maybe
0: shelf in the room or enemy Says their songs enemy. are enemy. Yeah, I feel like maybe that was the one that I've heard a bunch. Yeah, touch, yeah, peel, enemy. and stand. What a fucking touch, name! Peel, what Nan a name of a song.
1: <laughs> now, right now, here's one they play in pretty heavy rotation. They're playing it right now. Shine by Collective Soul. Oh,
0: that's you, I mean, he, he, yeah. <laughs>
1: they <Hero>. play it. no hell, here I always. Well. Wonder, I always wonder. I always wonder when you, you learned they... that
0: Collective Soul has four guitarists or whatever it is. Like I remember oh. never even thinking about it, and then uh, I learned that they had like six members and four of them play guitar. Three of them, they have like so many guitars in the band.
1: Wow. Well. Li- I didn't know that. Actually, the thing I know about them—it's three told, is Christian. They're Christian. Oh yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I do know. The last time they played Days of the New today was four fifty seven. The uh, uh, Touch Peel Stamp four fifty seven today. So <laughs> still on it, baby. Still fucking on it. I love. They do that not that's stop. Real. Uh, yeah. So collective weird. Soul has
0: two guitarists, and then the lead singer also plays guitar, I believe, at times. So yeah. yeah. So three. Sorry, not four, but. Uh, Oh man, that's Always really hated good.
1: Them. Always hate really good stuff. And it might be just the mm-hmm. Christianity. I might be. I might be. Uh, they have
0: know. a few good songs. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, there's a few, and but it, it could just be more of a, um, just like a time period thing for me. My dad still likes them, but like for December still goes for me. Gel oh. is still good too. But like, uh, I'm not saying they're.
1: Well, I'm just saying they're good. Yeah. <laughs> gel. Gel. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald <laughs> <Jill. laughs>
0: collective soul is a weird one too, because I feel like they're one of those bands. They just exist in this weird space where people defend them. Like collective soul is a band where you'll be surprised. Like you'll bring them up as like a, Oh, haha, collective soul. What a joke. And people will be like, what do you mean? I've seen, I've seen them six times. They're awesome. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like they're one of those bands that I find can be surprising and that people will be like,
1: what are you talking about? That they're bad. They're, they're cool. Dude, I'm going to read you this because I think I think you'll love this. I okay. got to I got to look. Okay, so hit me. I'm, looking <laughs> <Jill>. <laughs> I'm looking at 997 of Blitz. Jail. Jail. I'm looking at 997 of Blitz last few songs they play. Oh yeah, hit me baby. Okay, I'm going to read yep. you the list here. Yeah, uh, read me the list. Right now currently they're playing Collective Soul shine. <laughs> um, before that, they played Falling in Reverse, Zombified. Uh, sure. That's a new one, I guess. But now here okay. we go. This another one they play. I got two radio stations in town. The alternative station plays this song, too, like 47 times a day. Other Side by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, classic. It,
0: they, the radio
1: loves the chilies, eh? <laughs> but that song, I mean, why not Soul to Squeeze, which the reason I say is because it's the only one I like. <laughs> by the Red Hot Chili right, Peppers. Right. Sure. Uh, Daughter yeah. by Pearl Jam was before yeah. that. um I don't know what this one is, but then Seether, uh, oh, same yeah. damn life, mm-hmm. Volbeat, Shotgun Blues, Guns well, and Volbeat Roses sucks so bad. They're not that bad. You never heard Volbeat? There's no. Sure, I oh, have. Wait, is, yes, I have. Is Volbeat I've the one Volbeat. with the woman, or no. is it the German one?
0: The German. I think the German one. Let me look. Oh. They're wild sound Danish I, I, Danish Danish. Okay. They're not okay, good. Yeah. They're Volbeat are not good. I promise you. I promise you. You don't like them. I know. Like I, <laughs> I know you don't like them. <laughs> Even if you've never heard them. I could tell you right now. You don't like them. The only reason I know Volbeat is because they're always on the fucking NHL soundtrack. There's, there's like there's like Elvis
1: they're, metal. Yeah. Are they trying they're to do that Elvis gimmick?
0: Yeah. They're doing that sort of whole that that kind of like Kygo's thing or whatever, you know, Okay. Yeah. And then so what, we is got that what they're called? A- what are they called? What's that band I'm thinking of? It's not Kaigos. What what's the fucking Um they played that uh I'm only Kai human goes. after all? Is that Kaigos? Is that what
1: they're called? But no, I don't even know what Kaigos is. I was just trying to confuse. No, you. that's no, I'm mixing them up. Uh I'm only human. human. After, after all. all. I don't think there is a band called Kaigos.
0: Yeah, but no, I know it's not that. One. It's it's not that. I'm trying to I'm trying to look up what the fucking Band is called. It's not that. It's like Kyrgios. Kirios. People are yelling at the at their now.
1: Kirios cozy woes.
0: Oh no! I'm only human after all. Is rag and bone man apparently? Okay, I don't even know the fuck.
1: Yeah, but um, then we got Guns and Roses knocking on heaven's uh, door. No apologies by Papa Roach, and then Infrared by Three Days Grace, which. At least they weren't playing one of the bad Three Days Grace songs that I don't like. I'm so sick of the hobos. That one. Oh, no, that's Theory <laughs> yeah. of the Dead Man. Sorry, that's Theory Sorry. of the Dead Man. Yeah, Three Days no, Grace. I mean, they both ca- Canadian, right? Yes, they. Are. Oh yeah, Three Days yeah, Grace, yeah. Canadian, Canadian too. Yeah, You got yeah. a very Canadian name. Three Days Grace. Uh, very think. Canadian. No,
0: I agree. Very Canadian. I'm,
1: fuck. What is the name
0: of that stupid band? They have one big. They have one huge song and it starts with a K. Fuck. Then they're from Iceland, I think. Let me uh Iceland I still bands. Don't know. I'm just looking it up. Yeah, just Iceland metal. No, it's not even metal. It's like they have. No. It's like a shitty Kaleo. There it is. Fuck. I still don't know him. I yeah, still K- don't know him. And Kaleo was like.
1: Yeah, Kaleo. Yeah, you them. guys
0: would know the stupid song. It's like a. It's oh, it's You'd a be way down. At what I don't know. Well, true. <laughs> way down we go. It's the way down we go. Where there, it's like way down we go i don't know anyway it's fucking dumb okay do you want to hear what was played on my local radio station recently brian my rock station yes. here let's okay, hear here we what go.
1: let's hear what they're doing in canada yeah
0: okay here we go and i'm actually shocked at how much like sort of 90s rock they're playing on this too okay here we go most recent song was vance joy riptide you know that classic nope. rock clue. song we all think of yeah you know that song too it's like it's like, dun, ta, da, dun, ta, da, dun, ta. it's anyway, you know it. You There's know.
1: no way I know that. That's some Canadian stuff. That's like, no, custom. he's
0: not Canadian. He's not Canadian.
1: You, okay. you would but definitely he's know like him. famous up there and not down here. No, he's very famous in
0: America. As well. <laughs> uh, he opened for Taylor Swift when I saw Taylor Swift. He's like, oh, a big... that's not rock. Okay. That's, why that's what I'm saying. I, I said, he's... it's weird that the rock station is playing it. Um, yeah, this guy then, can't uh, rock. Green day. When I come around. why Why play that
1: that's where i'm at with all these like it's like when i see collective soul i was like you don't ever have to play that song again amazing i mean when i come around want to hear that
0: it's a great song i love that song and i'd hear it anytime uh stone temple stone temple pilots vaseline that's Uh, a big blitz hit yeah that's a big big
1: radio song we got to still play and now i gotta say like also play big empty Instead of Vaseline, and then everybody will be happy. You know. Yeah, true, true. And then we've got. And we've
0: got Red Hot Chili Peppers, Black Summer, Three Eleven, Amber, Foo Fighters making a fire, Arcade Fire ready to start, Van Halen running with the devil, Metric all comes crashing, Killers, Mister Brightside, REM, Man on the Moon, uh, Three Doors Down, Kryptonite bingo it's kind of hip
1: up there though i mean even well i also kind of hip
0: well i skipped all the canadian bands you've never heard of because again they have to play a certain amount of canadian so i skipped the serena riders and the big sugars of the world that uh, our listeners would have no idea
1: who they are Uh, right but but they would never play the killers on the blitz like
0: oh i see i gotcha
1: if you played the killers on the blitz people would fucking call in and burn the place down within 15 (laughs) minutes (laughs) We, the, the blitz is not for the killers. That would, oh gotcha. my God. People would oh, light it up. Oh my God. That's okay, what I we listen. We listened to the blitz on the job right. site when I was a roofer. Sure. And, uh, you know, I had an MP3 player by the time I was a cable guy. So right. whatever they listened to, I just listened with headphones on and said, if they're sitting, I'll sit in a passenger seat. Like, just don't talk to me unless you need something. I'm listening to something else, brother. But well, uh, yeah.
0: A band that uh I'm sure the Blitz would have played Mm-mm. is Cold Chamber. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay, well, let me have the segue, Brian. For fuck's sake. But you they get. not <laughs> I know, but you could have just been like, yeah, they played loco <laughs> all the time. No one was gonna check it. No one's gonna be not like, oh, once. sick, they were
1: playing cold chamber. Okay. You don't know that. You don't know that it was. Well, not I don't once. know that. But they they didn't they didn't play cold chamber. That was a big no. gripe I had. I'm with sure them. I'll well, tell I'm, you.
0: I'm sure no Let one played Cold
1: Chamber. In fairness, how fucking dare you? My brother, called, what? I
0: just—they're not a radio band. Who was playing ca-
1: Cold Chamber on the radio? I wish, I wish 997 a blitz had, because at that time I had been listening to it a lot, and maybe they could have played one uh Lightning Crashes one less time a day, and maybe played Loco <laughs> or Big Truck. Her placenta you know? center falls to the floor? I'm being real mean to lightning crashes, but I actually dig that song. I actually oh, it's put great it song. on a VHS. I caught it on VHS so I could watch it anytime I wanted to. <laughs> the angel opens
0: her eyes.
1: <laughs> hey, Dude, somebody needs to cover that, man. I'd love <laughs> to hear a fucking cover of that. Someone, at, oh, I'm sure that's been covered. No? No way. No way. Nobody would have the guts to do that. (laughs)
0: Uh, Turns out alien Ant farm covered it. Uh, No, did they really? No, no. I would Uh, listen to that today. We just, we didn't even talk about it. Alien Ant farm's like going viral right now. We didn't even get to it, but we do. We simply have no choice. We have to get to, and you're right. There hasn't been like a big, oh, uh, actually I was going to say there hasn't really been like a big artist that's covered lightning crashes from what I can tell, with a quick Google search. But you know who does cover it live? Our good Chris friend Corey, Corey Taylor. Uh, oh. Corey,
1: Corey MF Taylor. That's that's cool, though. That's a good song for him. I, you know what? I got a soft spot for Corey Taylor right now because I'm watching this like horror movie documentary. And he's one of the talking heads. And he's just so excited. and He, he seems doesn't like a like good any,
0: guy. We've talked about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, he seems fun. He seems like a happy guy. You know, he loves yeah. horror movies. So loves that's horror movies. Funny. Well, yeah, uh, but, this, sorry, go ahead. But this band also likes horror movies.
0: I think, I mean, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yes. This, the band we are covering this month after a long, long run in the polls. I mean, it was so many efforts from our very own Brian Quinby to get this band in the poll and I am going to look it up for you right now. Uh, let's see how many times they've been in the poll. Did you count, Brian?
1: No, I'm trying to thank you. Like, probably 10 at
0: least. Yeah, it's been know? a lot. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, the, Brian's put I them want, up many times. They've come second many times, but they finally won a poll. It is Cold Chamber. We are reviewing their eponymous debut album called Cold Chamber. It was released on February 11th, 1997, it came out on Roadrunner Records and was produced. The only record to be produced by this person, at least as far as I can tell, Jay Gordon from Orgy produced this record.
1: Uh, it has <laughs> okay. been. Do you know that? Uh, no, it's funny, though. It is he funny. He would yo. be the
0: guy. He would be the guy. Yep. So this album uh, has gone gold. It sold over five hundred thousand copies in the United States and is their most successful album to date. It spawned several singles, including "Loco" and "Sway," and uh, you know it's been one of those one of those records where time has been more kind to it than it was in the moment. Uh, it had a little bit of success in the UK. Uh, it it ended the nineteen ninety seven. Uh, at number 76 on the UK albums chart. And uh, it was made it to number 10 on the Heat Seekers chart for the billboards. And Loco made it to number 80 on the UK singles chart. But again, it's more time that has been kind to it. Uh, in 2020, it was made, uh, named one of the best 20 20- metal albums of 1997 by metal hammer magazine Kerrang! put it at number 15 on their 21 greatest new metal albums of all time list and in 2021 revolver magazine put it on their list of 20 the 20 most essential new metal albums so obviously spawned uh you know, it spawned a lot of love in, in the years that have uh, since passed because, you know, they weren't maybe a massive band in the moment, uh, but obviously did uh, did very well. I forgot to Big Truck also released as a single somehow. Um, big Truck was uh, was a single from this record. And Brian, look, you know, I'll leave the floor to you. This is obviously a record that had uh, a pretty big impact on you. Tell us about your history
1: with Coal Chamber and, and this record in general. <laughs> I mean, the reason I kept putting it in the poll actually was just to have us on the record talking about it because it was like super important. Like it was one of the bands that got I would write on the back of my notebook at school. It was like I had like four or five bands I would put on there and cold chamber. Just this album, Coal Chamber, was always like one of the ones there, and uh, I saw them live a bunch of times. They came through town, and uh, their shows were really, I would say, like like Corn got like really big pretty fast compared to some of these other bands. So it was kind of like, you know, Corn Corn was headed to bigger venues. Corn was in bigger venues, even you know, sort of. From the beginning, you know, I saw them at at a, well, the Newport's not too big. It's a little over a thousand, but I, I, I saw these guys at uh, a very small club, probably like four or five times. Tickets were only $5, and they were like just the most crazy concerts uh, that I would go to. These guys allowed stage diving, which most bands don't allow stage diving, and they like encouraged it. It was really the only time I ever stage dove. Uh, Maybe once or twice during ICP when they call everybody up on stage, like to storm the stage. I have uh, been up there and kind of jumped off. But uh, this album just, I mean, I wore this fucking thing out over and over and over again. I put this album with Korn, Deftones, and Limp Biscuit. These guys come like right after that little group, you know, like just one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. Cold Chamber. This is a weird one for me. Um, This is a we've sort of touched on this a little bit on the show before, um, but I think back then, at least for me and and maybe a little bit for you, too. But I know other people had this experience. Also, I it was very easy to dismiss a band off of one song because CDs cost twenty dollars. So you, you know, you had to be at, especially for me, I was only like, you know, I was 12 when this record came out. Um, you know, I didn't have $20 laying around all that often. So I was pretty judicious with the albums that I did buy. And one of the albums that I bought in 1999 was this Canadian compilation called Hard. Uh, and I th- I don't know if I've brought it up on the show before, but it was a very strange compilation. It was a Canadian like metal compilation. I was actually talking about it with holiday Kirk on Twitter the other day. Um, but it was like, it had like living dead girl by Rob zombie. It had machine head on it. It had, I think seven dust on it. Um, it had a bunch of just, it was just like a bunch of hard songs. And I really only bought it because there was a Canadian band on it called scratching post. And they had a song called blood flame that I really liked and their album wasn't easy to get. Cause they were kind of a small, like Canadian metal band, but that song was on hard. So I bought it and cold chamber had a song on that record. Um, I believe it was called bruises. Um, let me look it up just to double check that. Um, but I don't think
1: I've ever heard that one. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it was called, I'm pretty sure it was called bruises. um, it's from there it's from like two albums after this one I think. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It was like Light. one of those where you're kind of like, "Ooh. Um, okay, let me see here. What was it called exactly? I'll find it right now. Blisters. Blisters. Um So that came out. I heard Blisters. I didn't like it. Um and that was kind of it for me with Cold Chamber, um which I know, you know, is maybe a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a reductive way of, of looking at it. But, but uh, I just, I just didn't care for it. I just, I was like, oh, blisters, this song's kind of not great. It ended up being on their, they So they ended up giving it to compilation records and then it ended up being on their greatest hits album later on. So it wasn't even actually on a proper cold chamber record. So it might've even just been a B side. So maybe that wasn't a great, but I don't even know what B sides were um, back then. So I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And so Cole Chamber just always kind of lived in that zone for me. Um, And then, you know, obviously you talked about how good they were. And I was just always kind of like, yeah, maybe they're good. I don't know. And so then when it finally won a poll, it was exciting for me because I was like, okay, I'll I'll finally get a chance to check this out. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good,
1: it's a good record. What can I say? It's very, it's, it would, I mean, I think like anybody who listens to this, it would be very hard for you to, if you're into this music. I think this is one of those albums that, like, can't really be dismissed. Like, I you can say you don't, there's stuff on here that isn't good. There's, and I think, you know, listening to it today, I think there was some filler on it a little bit. I didn't really think anything got long in the tooth on here. And it is only 45 minutes, which is really long now, but. You know, we know how long well, these albums get. They get well, to be and the over 45
0: minutes includes like a hidden track that has like an a, a minute and a half of silence. And so it's really more like a 40 minute album. It also has two skits, uh, both of which are deeply offensive, um, which if you cut those out, that's another minute chopped off. So it's really like a 39 minute album, which I agree. Like it, it hits hard and fast. Um, two things really stuck out about it for me on kind of the first couple listens to it. First one. And I think this is obvious, you know, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. Um, obviously very influenced by Korn's first record. God, Um,
1: I'll, I'll say this too. It is basically what you get. If you've never listened to Cold Chamber and you really like Korn's first album, you really just get, a second Corn's first album.
0: <laughs> yeah, like what really, it was really notable because it doesn't only, it's not just that it, uh, it's not just that it sounds like it. Like the production is very much the same, right? It's got a yeah. very similar guitar tone and drum tone and whatever, but it also just sounds like a more sort of riff-based Corn record, right? Because that first Corn record, obviously like Corn has great riffs and everything. That's not a you know, that that's not a surprise, but to me, cold chamber seems more like they were building songs around these big riffs. Whereas corns were a little bit more soundscapey. They had the two guitarists kind of playing off of each other. Whereas these cold chamber songs are a little bit more like, here's a huge riff, get into it. So that was the first thing that stuck out to me. And I think it's interesting because I obviously corn influenced a ton of new metal bands, but I don't know that we've really covered anyone on this show or I know of any band that feels more like a direct influence. Like they were clearly heard the first Corn record and they went, OK, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to sound like. We want to be like them. Um, it's just so clear to me. And not very many bands sound like Corn. Like they really don't. Like I think Corn, like I said, I think Corn's an influence, but it was really it's hard to do what Corn was doing. You know, they have a very unique uh, rhythm section style. Jonathan Davis is a very unique singer. Not easy to copy. Not copy, but be more influenced by Corn. Cold Chambers kind of the band that does it. So that really stuck out for me. And I and I'm not saying this pejoratively. I think it's a, a really good. Uh, Like you said, Brian are very good extension of that first corn record. The other thing I like is that this record is really silly. Like it's very silly at times. And I think that, that they were the first band to embrace that too. Like Limp Biscuit. You know, we think of Limp Bizkit as the silly new metal band, but Limp Bizkit took themselves pretty seriously for most mm. of their run, right? Like it wasn't until 0405 where they were coming out of the giant toilet on stage, you know, and then obviously now they're just, you know, they're like a carnival band. Fred's got the dad wig on and they're writing songs called dad vibes like they fully leaned into it now. But at the time, Limp Bizkit took themselves pretty seriously and all of the bands had that sort of metal attitude of like, we're sort of badass. We're kind of, we're taking this very seriously. And I kind of think it's cool that in 1997, it feels like Cold Chamber recognized like, oh, this music at the end of the day is kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and it is like, you know, when I listened to it today, I was like, you know, there is also like a possibility that they are kind of goofing on corn somewhat. In this album, like, in a way I don't want to say that they were Because I might be wrong I know they all came up in the same yeah. circles, right? But, like, we re- we I, I forget what it was When we did the Lynn Strait album uh, We read about Snot And they said that the, the, the bands that were The L.A. bands were Snot, Corn, Coal Chamber And uh, Deftones, I think, maybe And yeah. I don't even or, think Deftones was G. an L.A. band yeah, yeah. 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 Deftones um, really
0: feel like a Northern California band, right? Sacramento. They feel a little separate from everyone else.
1: Yes, they do. They do. And, uh, it just, for me, it was like, for me, it was like, uh, this album came out. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it either came out right after life is Peachy or before life is Peachy, And I was just like, uh, I'll check that for starving. Fucking starving for for new music before Life Is Peachy. You know, I had three albums at that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe this, even two. This album came out five months
0: after Life Is Peachy, so Life Is Peachy's October '96, and this one's February '97.
1: So I would have had to have had this by like June, maybe. I would guess I might have bought it when it came out. I could see me hearing about cold chamber and buying it when it came out i think what is actually probably more likely is one of us got handed a uh a, a demo thing on the way out of a concert right right that cuz that's how we got into limb biscuit uh, stuck, Counterfeit, and something else Like early versions of those songs Somebody handed us a cassette tape With those songs on it And we just Pollution, listened to them over and over again Pollution, Stuck, and Counterfeit But they were like demo yep. versions yep. Sounded a little cleaner and shit um, And uh, we listened to those Like over and over again So, and that's the same way I heard Slipknot The first time too Somebody handed me Spit It Out and Let It Bleed Or uh, Wait and Bleed On a uh, tape we had these like two songs. We just listened to them over and over again. And I bet you somebody probably handed us a big truck or a uh, uh, right. something like that. Also, and this is something we don't talk about as much on here as we did in the beginning, the album art is very appealing to me. The album art is insane. The album <laughs> yeah. art is fucking insane. And
0: it's hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to figure like, whether this is just a product of its time. Cause it is, it's got that kind of day glow nineties kind of thing to it with the colors of it. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, are they making fun of like, are they making fun of everything? Is this a making fun of it? Or did, was this cool (laughs) in the moment? Like, I think we're 25 years past 97 I was only 12 when this would have come out. It's hard for me to look at that album cover critically and decide if that would have I mean you can tell me like was that cool when you saw it? Or because to me, I mean, it is genuinely insane that like you'd have and they were on a, you know, I mean, a quasi-major label in Roadrunner Roadrunner. at the time. Like, you know, presumably they had people passing decisions on these things. Like this album cover is nuts. It's nuts. (laughs)
1: It is. It's very funny. Uh, uh, it looks pretty crazy. Uh, I thought it was very cool. I think something that you don't see when you see the front of it is the license plate on the uh, ice cream truck is and R N R. So it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I thought that was so <laughs> fucking cool, man. And uh, I just, I think it, I mean, we talked about Corn originally with with that. I mean, they have some pretty cruddy album covers. You know, corn. to I don't Korn, think corn has any bad. Album oh my covers. god! See you what on album the other covered, side.
0: Well, have you okay. seen the?
1: I mean, while well, late
0: era corn does.
1: Untouchables <laughs> cover is sick. What are you talking about? No. You don't like the Untouchables cover? Is it untouchable? I don't know, but see you on the other side. See you on the really other bad. side is horrible. But
0: see, to me, like that whole era of Korn is like, I don't even, I'm not even talking about that. Korn's first album cover is like one of the best album covers of Great. all time. I think but it's I think unbelievable. That's what this is
1: pl- I think that's what this is playing with. Though. Oh, for sure. That's they're trying to do the like about creepy this ice
0: cream truck driver kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think they're doing, I mean, uh, look, uh, in the interviews we got, you know they're very short and they don't say a lot but something that they do say in one of the interviews is like we want to be a huge band which whoops okay uh <laughs> we want to be huge we want you know what i mean like yeah um wait a minute wait a minute this might be something uh fuck um yeah, but we wanted like cool covers uh I like the, the, the sort of elementary school uh uh I mean because that shit was cool back then. It was like sure. do you remember Korn's f- thing at at one point was elementary records? There was just something yeah. about this like childhood trauma shit that like with with these bands I, I really got into. But when you listen to this album, like I, I'll just bring it up now, Bradley on this album is a song where if you read the lyrics, it almost feels like it's goofing on the childhood trauma stuff from Corn, Right. Because it's like, Sue, these letters are driving me crazy. They're driving me so fucking crazy. They're making me so angry. And it's like, sounds like he's talking about his aunt. And he says, these letters from Christmas are driving me crazy, crazy in the song. And it just feels like... Are these guys like goofing on 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 the on corn and stuff? So that's one thing that I was thinking as I was as I was listening to it this time that I don't think I thought of before. I didn't take it as tongue in cheek at all. I took it as like, man, I hate when I get letters from Christmas. It fucking pisses me off, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think you could easily be right because I mean, I think you know the rest of the record. Sort of suggests that there's a tongue-in-cheek nature to a lot of it. I mean, obviously, Loco and Big Truck are the are the primary examples of that. But then, yeah, you think about the skits, um, the the fact that Pig just starts with like pig noises, yeah. um, you know, stuff like that. Like it, it definitely. It veers into the serious at points, but yeah, you know, it's, it's really interesting. So trying to look up interviews and we'll, we'll get to the articles in a little bit. We're not, we're not quite there yet, but the, the, Trying to find articles was really tough. They didn't really, you know, they, like you said, they, they didn't end up being that big of a band. So it's pretty hard to find a lot of interview coverage with them, especially from around this time, which is what we try to do. We try to avoid, you know, the sort of retrospective content when we can. And really a lot of the content on cold chamber is just like, cause they broke up and reformed like three times. So when you look at yeah. cold chamber interviews, it's almost all like, why did you get back together? Why did you break up? Why did you get back together? So it's hard to find like true interviews. So I found, so I was like, maybe I'll find a good video interview. And I found an interview from 1997, right from when this came out. And it was an MTV, uh, just like an MTV news segment. They were interviewing uh, Miguel and Des, and they were playing a show with Pantera in New York. And so they got uh, Meegs and Des to be in a horse drawn carriage, And so they're interviewing them in a horse-drawn carriage. And Meigs just looks pretty normal. He looks like, you know, a guy in the Deftones. He's wearing, like, Dickies and a T-shirt. And then Dez looks like an insane person. You know, he's got his his braided chin beard and his weird-ass haircut and whatever. And they give the most normal interview I've ever heard in my life. Like, we've covered (laughs) so... I mean, we've... cut. You know, this is episode 35. We've covered probably 30 different bands or 28 different bands or whatever it is. And... You know, there's something about all of these bands we can usually find like, oh, wow, this member of the band was pretty fucked up or this guy was pretty stupid or whatever. These two guys, I mean, despite like that's the th- Des looks insane. And he was just like, yeah, you know, we're really happy to be out here on tour with Pantera. It's really awesome. And we love playing live shows. And, the, you know, the Pantera guys are really nice. And, and we're super into the, you know we're super into it and it's just really fun and we all like each other. And like, there is nothing weird about them at all. And they come across as pretty well-spoken, which makes me think even more that this is all a bit kind of that. They're sort of just like, yeah, this is all we recognize that this is a style of music that we can make and that we like, like, I don't think, I don't think they're trying to say like, Oh, you know, we're we're going to be, you know, I don't think they're trying to say like, oh, we hate this. So that's why we're making fun of it. Like, I think they like it. But I think there's a yeah, there was a sense that at least on this record, I don't know. Did, did they get more serious later on, Bry Because it feels to me like. Pardon me, especially when you listen to like Devil Driver and stuff, it seems like
1: maybe they got a little bit more serious, maybe. I only really listened to chamber music and didn't like it too much synth. Right on it they they like they went heavy on like synth and they just they went on to do things that like I don't know were not like this and I'm not a guy that thinks everybody should do everything the same forever but like I mean do something kind of close you know I I tried that album a bunch of times and it just it didn't work for me and, uh, I never went back. I kind of, I think I also kind of see the original 1997 lineup as being like the real lineup, you know what I mean? Right. Cause they're the ones I saw live like 10 times and like, yeah. Cause Raina uh, left the band shortly after this came out. Right. Yeah. She wasn't in there for long. I mean, she was, she was definitely there. Cause she's, She was walking from backstage to get beer and she stepped on my toe and I ran back and told all my friends that Raina stepped on my toe. Like (laughs) I had just fucked her or something. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, she apparently left the band uh, in uh, in late 1997. So it would have been shortly after a year, about a year after this came out. Um but yeah like they talk about that so that one of the interviews i found was a chamber music interview um so this is from Kinda Music which uh, appears to be a either a, I think it's a a dutch uh a dutch publication Ew. but the interviews in english and so they, they, they directly talk about that. Um, so, so the question is, can you tell us something about the influences Cole Chamber had for making this album Chamber Music? And then they said, um, with the last album, we wanted to step away from all the new music coming out, you know, like Limp Bizkit, Korn, or Static X. Every new band is getting clumped on this new metal thing. We wanted to get away with it, so get away from it. So we made a new album and we wanted to write more than just about anger and to not be so aggressive all the time so we put keyboards and string sections on it and Des is singing more melodic we look at this one as our first album and then the interviewer follows up but you're still proud of the first one right Yeah, sure. The new one is the first one, but it has more texture to it. We're very proud of the first one. We gained a lot of fans with it in the States and over here. We just wanted to step up and push ourselves to see if we could be mature musicians. We wanted more melody and a more universal sound to reach more people. As far as underground audience goes, I think we're probably as big as you can get before you touch the mainstream, and we aren't afraid to say we want to touch the mainstream. Every band wants to be huge, but we're doing it the slow way. We're not going to write a one hit like an overnight type of thing. And I think the ironic part is if they had basically made a better version of this first record with their second record, they would have got way bigger than they did off of this
1: off of chamber. We might, we actually might still be listening to them if they didn't do this crazy departure and just decide like, well, you know, people want to hear something a little bit more mature. It's, you know, when you talk about pro wrestling, you talk about WWE and it's like uh they don't serve the people that watch every week. They're serving a mythical person that's going to just tune in and all of a sudden become a wrestling fan. Like, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so they they recap everything and ad nauseum and shit like that. And that's what I think that I think this is that kind of hubris, right? It's like, no, they like uh, us as people, they will follow us on any trip that we take. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, I mean, we wanted the same album, but better <laughs> or yeah. more songs. No, totally.
0: No, I think you're exactly right. And so it, it does seem, you know, it seems to me like, yeah, there is maybe a part of them that we're sort of like doing a, you know, doing a bit of a bit or, um, or not a bit, but just, you know, feeling like, okay, this is the big music at the moment. And then feeling like it was going to shift away from new metal mm-hmm. and they were right, but it took another three years before it shifted yeah. away. So chamber a music comes out time. Well, chamber music comes out in 99, right? Which is, you know, significant other um, follow the leader has just come out. Issues is just around the corner. So you have to think that if Cole chamber puts out, a record that is that is just a tighter and maybe a more serious version of this record, too. There might have been people who were turned off by some of the more silly elements of this record. You have to think that there was an opportunity for them, especially because I think um, Des is a really unique voice. Like when they say in that, oh, Dez is singing more. I'm like, what? No. Why? That I don't want yeah. that. Who's who was like who heard this record and was like, "Geez, I hope Des. I I wonder if there's a singer in there. I wonder if he could really <laughs> open up." And like I was just listening to an interview with Alexis on Fire today. You know, I was obviously a huge screamo guy. Alexis on Fire, one of my favorite bands of all time. And the screamer in that band just sang for the first time on their new record. It's their fifth record, and they've been a band for 25 years. That's when you let the screamer sing. You know what? When you've got a fucking legacy. If the screamer wants to sing happy birthday, let him in the fucking booth. He can do whatever the hell he wants. On your second record, you want to take your guy who's got this unique growl and really cool delivery and try and open him up and have him sing
1: more? No
0: thanks, <laughs> fuck off.
1: Not, not fundamentally just did not understand what the job is. I guess, you know, I I think I guess Des ended up sort of making a living Right, With sure, Devil yeah, of course. Yeah, Devil stuff. Driver like put it out was like it... eight records or something. But these guys could have been. I, I do think that when you start talking about this stuff, Cole Chamber is going to come up in like the second list of bands. Like, I, I think anybody that liked new metal heard of Cole Chamber and was kind of, I mean, at least heard of them and maybe heard Big Truck. And loco, and was like, oh, those are pretty good, you know? But, but like, you're right, dude. They, uh, you know, what would have been ideal for them is to take a bunch of B sides from this album and release it as a second album. It's really yeah. what I would have done because, I mean, it feels like they captured magic there with this album because, again, chamber music is not good. It is really not good I'm taking your word on that but yeah yeah. I mean it's everything It's totally different And like I don't think you can do I think in metal particularly You can't really do that It's like You can get away with it in punk But because a lot of times With punk you're moving in a Poppier direction So you might actually grab more people If that makes sense. But with metal, if you start to head in a popular direction, it's going to piss people off for many years. It's not like Metallica was fucking hated for a decade before people started to be like, oh, I guess, you know, they were kind of right about that Napster thing. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. I I understand. and I think it's interesting because, you know, we've covered so many of these bands and and what we've seen is actually the instinct for a lot of the bands is to go heavier. It, we don't actually see the bands all that often make like a pop turn, right? Like Slipknot gets heavier, Disturbed gets heavier, Linkin Park gets heavier. Like a lot of the bands, Corn got heavier, Limp Biscuit, I mean, Limp Biscuit was kind of always the same, but like, a lot of these bands, that was the move. The move was not to go pop because, you know, if you're this band, if the, if you're this type of band, you're never going to get all the way, right? You're never going to get all the way to pop. That's not going to be, you're never going to get there. So it's like, you're, you were better off pivoting away from new metal when new metal was dying metal metal has like a long history and an established fan base that you have a way better chance of capturing than some sort of like poppy version of what you're doing again i haven't heard chamber music so i don't know if that's exactly what they were doing but it just yeah it seems a little wild to me um do we want to talk about some of the songs specifically on here we haven't really exactly
1: dug into it um well i i, I, I say, really go ahead i guess with hip like maybe these guys realized that they weren't doing something hip. Okay. Right. Sure. And it made them feel, cause I, I they do come off this way. It, it made them feel uncool to be tied like in with all of these other bands. So for them, they thought, well, you know, it's pointless being sort of famous. if, Everybody thinks I'm a dork. <laughs> you know, like yeah, a, 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 like that. That they were like, I can't be in a new metal band. I don't want to be a, a like a new metal guy because they're making fun of that in Spin magazine. I want to be respected by the people that read Spin magazine. I think right. is what maybe they wanted. That's my guess. I yeah. would have wanted that too back then, by the way. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying it was a bad calculation. Yeah. But uh yeah, let's get into these songs, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh like I said, I I really
0: loved it right away. Um, you know, I connected with it immediately, especially cuz I think it's funny you know, people who have been wanting us to do this album, you know, tweet at us or say in our discord, you know, they kind of make jokes right about loco or big truck. Oh, I can't wait for John to hear big truck or whatever, you know? And, um, it's funny. Cause I it just, it really didn't deter me at all. The sort of like silliness of loco or the silliness of big truck. Like that really didn't, it didn't deter me in any way. Like I, right away I was like, oh, this is really good. It hits really hard. And and yeah, I mean, I love the first Korn record. So a record that's produced to sound exactly like that, I am so in on. I thought... I, the one thing I would say is it does, it is a bit of a back diving record for me. Um, I think the first seven songs are all really good. And then after the song named after a slur in Spanish, um, the rest of the album is not as good for me. Um, it's still good. Like I, at no point was I ever like, okay, I'm checked out on this. I thought it was all really solid. Um, but yeah, like for me, unspoiled, I think is the best song on the record. Um, uh, really, really, really like it hits super hard is a little bit more serious. Doesn't have that kind of silliness that like loco and big truck do. And even Bradley too, but hits a little bit harder Then obviously sway is fun. They're doing, you know, oh, they're God. interpolating the whole set the roof on fire thing, which is fun. And then first is good. Yeah. And then, you know. And then it's, like I said, it's still good. I have no, there's no song on here that is skippable for me or that I thought was like, you know, oh, I don't love it. But at the same time, I think in, you know, when this record comes up for me, when I'm feeling like, oh, I want to listen to it again, I would not be surprised if I kind of make it to track eight. And then I sort of just, turn the corner a little bit and i'm like okay i I got enough of i got enough of what was here did you have the same kind of reaction listening back to it because you know i don't know obviously back in the day you loved the whole thing but
1: did you have a a similar reaction Well, it tends to when i go back to these things the weirder the weirder thing is like i i tend to revert back to uh when i first heard Rather yeah. than like near the end, I I I, I love Unspoiled, which yeah. is a song that like, man, I forgot all about that one. Like listening through this, I I totally forgot about Unspoiled, which basically sounds like fake off the first Corn yes, album, totally, almost exactly. <laughs> like I know it, it's got it that rules. similar
0: It's got that similar like progression to it. It's really yeah, I love it. Yeah,
1: um, I love. Big Truck. I think Big Truck is super good. You know what? Somebody on Twitter called it uh, the Louie Louie of new Metal. (laughs) I'm like, I got to say. Big Truck. Big Truck. Dude, I saw these guys live so many times. And Big Truck, uh, Sway, and Loco, just made everybody go fucking insane. Oh, I believe it. it. I believe it. You know, like it was it was like just people in the air and and a song I love that I don't know if everybody really likes is P- I I really like Pig. Uh always yeah, loved Pig it even season. back then. Yeah. Yeah. Always loved it even back then. I I think, you know, it's the last song on the album or whatever and and it, it you know, whatever, but it ends up being really good. I I, I like the uh I like the end when he's like, I'm filthy swine and I'm filthy. Like that's that used to go hard in concert too. I mean, you gotta think about it like this, dude. When I saw these guys in concert, these were the only songs they had. So this was all they played. <laughs> Cause nice. I was done once chamber music came out. <laughs>
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, I could, I can see all of these songs hitting. And I think like the stuff, what I love really is like, I, I think it's easy to be cynical about things like big truck where it's just like, Oh, he's literally just singing about a big truck. <laughs> like, yeah. I know that that sounds like, I know that there's like a bit of a cynicism there. of like, Oh, he's singing. About, that's really the songs about a big truck, you know? But like ultimately a lot of the best songs that we have, in the canon are really stupid and silly and it's okay to just have a stupid silly song like rolling is an amazing song and it's really it's stupid. Trucks. Yeah, it's also yeah. about trucks or motorcycles <laughs> or vehicles. Just in general, it's like, hey, we like to roll. <laughs> Things that wheels that roll, we fucking love wheels. Wheels are dope. You know, like sometimes it's just okay to to just write a stupid song. You know, and I think no. I think I just I love that about it. I, I think it's such a funny concept To bring to fruition with a straight face and every, like, it's brave. It's brave. You know, even in '97, you're really towing a line when you're writing a song about trucks called Big Truck, and the chorus is you just going, Big Truck, like, over and over (laughs) again. Yeah, you're towing, like, you got to be really sure that it's going to, cause that can go either way. They could so easily people just be like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy's singing about his truck. You got to be, what am I listening to country music? Get fucked, you yeah. know, but like that you, so it's a risk. And I just, I love that they took it and I love that it just pays off. Like everybody loves it. I, I, I'm sure of that. And then I can totally see it crushing in concert as well.
1: Oh yeah. It was really good. I mean, that that's like the thing is like, they have great, like they have great concert, like sway is starts out in such a way that it, it guarantees wherever you are, the mosh pit's going to lose their fucking mind when it kicks in because it's because like, everybody knows the you, opening. Yeah. They give you a little bit of warning and the crowd yeah. starts going the roof, the roof, but, but they like whisper it. You know, at first, and then just kick right into the heaviness of it. And I think this album also achieves something that we've been looking for since we've been making this show. This maybe comes close, might even be, I, I have to give this a lot more thought. I can't make a determination right now, but you might be able to help me with this, John. Okay. This album is Evil Disco. Like, this solves the essential problem of new metal, which is these are not fun songs to listen to at a party. Now, these songs are fun songs to listen to at a party. If they had been bigger hits, we would be listening to those these songs at parties now, you know?
0: I agree. I mean, I agree. I, I think, honestly, you know... Korn is probably the band that's gotten the closest, not on a consistent basis. Obviously there is a myriad of corn songs that you would never play at a party unless you wanted everybody to be upset. But Korn has songs that are danceable, that do have a party vibe. I think they're the closest to what we might refer to as evil disco. And I agree. There is a swing uh, to this music that does lend itself to evil disco. And I'll tell you, Brian, in one of the interviews, uh, and we're going to get to those very shortly, they, they described their sound as spooky core. Um, and so I don't know, you know, again, I don't know why every single one of these bands, well, I know why it's because they didn't want to be called new metal. So every single one of these bands was trying to say what their own genre was, which is nuts. Like who does that? Yeah. It was like what a weird time period where every band was like, "Oh, the music we're making—it's in this genre we made up. Um, it's not which is, in
1: this genre that people don't like. It's in this genre
0: yeah, that we made up. <laughs> it's just we made up this genre, spooky core. You guys have heard of it. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think you're right. I mean, I think at least this record, there's danceable songs here because. Yeah, because it does have those elements, right? Like everybody knows that the roof is on fire part. Like everybody, everybody knows that to sing along to it. And then, yeah, like who wouldn't want to be kind of dancing to Loco and Big Truck yeah. at a party? You know, like, again, it's not every song in this record. I don't think you would just put it on at a party and let it run no. for 40 minutes. But, you know, picking out a couple songs. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's the closest we have. Uh, at least on the albums we've covered that kind of have that sort of little swing and bounce to it.
1: Yeah. It's heavy and it's less serious than all of the other stuff. Like, I think the only other band that might hit them as maybe a little less there might like limp biscuit, isn't that serious, but they kind of are serious. Um, and I, I can't really think of anybody else that hits like we're fucking having fun. This is like fun music too. This isn't just, like, unloading trauma on people or, like, screaming about women.
0: Kid Rock, I guess, would be in that uh, vein. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Kid Rock is right. But they had something here. It's really a bummer that they didn't go with this and instead decided to try a new thing because, like, they had something here. They could have been we could have been talking about them as like in the big like four or five bands you know i i saw these guys go on after slipknot and tear the fucking place up like go on and headline with slipknot open for them and like carry just the same energy as slipknot and that's really fucking hard to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) they got nine guys
0: they got nine guys two of the guys entire job
1: is to just run around so (laughs) yeah it's a bummer it's i wish they would have gone with this instead of what they ended up deciding we're gonna run away from the music that people that i want to hang out with think is uncool yeah
0: no, I, 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 hear you on that for sure. Um, okay, well let's get to, uh, let's get to the articles. We've got three here. We have the one I already talked about from Kinda Music. We also have, uh, one, the Spooky Core one from Maximum Inc. We love Maximum Inc. here on the POD cast. And, uh, Pardon me. We have one from a lollipop magazine, which that's a great name for a magazine has to be said. Uh, Brian, do you want to start? Did you pick anything out? I mean, we talked about this earlier. They do just seem like genuinely very normal people. And these interviews are not that interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean Maximum Inc. is the paper of record for the P.O.D. Cast. Yeah, it's
0: pretty much up there.
1: Yeah, exactly. If if uh, if Brian was
0: ever kidnapped, I would be like, make him hold up today's copy of Maximum Inc. or he won't know <laughs> he's
1: kidnapped for real. Uh just some just a few uh little new metal things they did in the articles. Like that was what I decided to pick out. I was like, Oh, did they do any new metal shit? And they did. Um We got, what kind of music do you listen to? And uh, I could give every listener to this show four chances (laughs) and they would get it right by the fourth one. I mean, I'm sure, you know, when it happens, they got to say Faith No More. That's a safe bet. If you were going to say it, it would be Faith No More. Uh, But the second one, uh, The Cure. Music. That nobody that listens to them likes and absolutely yeah. finds they love repulsive. to say the Cure. They
0: love, they love to say the Cure. It's a big yeah.
1: Thing. I hated the Cure growing up. Oh, God. I still don't and like these, the Cure. I mean, they're not as bad now. My daughter got into them for a period, sure.
0: so they got I heard a couple a bunch of- good songs. It's like, they're like one of those bands. If they're on, I'm not like fuck
1: this, but I'm never like God. I need to hear more of this. But every one of these bands thinks it, it is, it, I hate yeah. saying this word, but it's, it's uh, new metal virtue signaling. Oh, it is. Um, no, it is. Actually, for sure. 100%. Actually, our influences, I don't you listen you, to heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, you either, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you think we're influenced by corn? You mean <laughs> the vegetable? We would never <laughs> dream of such. Like they're just acting like they never even heard of the band Corn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, they, they
1: all none of them would none of them even Corn just started citing Pantera. Like in the past few years, it was the first like heavy metal band I heard Corn cite. Like they just none of them none of them want you to think that they listen to heavy metal music, which is such an odd thing. But I guess like. You know, I don't listen to a lot of political podcasts. (laughs) You know what what I mean? So, (laughs) yeah, I guess like, I guess there is that. But I just think like, I I just think they're so funny. It it is so transparent what they're doing when they say faith no more. And to to a greater extent, Duran Duran was one of them depeche Depe- mode is one of them. They love to say depeche
0: mode the cure yeah no you're the uh, smiths my,
1: you get the smiths too that's oh, a that's a good yep. one too the smiths can i also say this which yes i really love i love this this is the only other piece i have john okay because yep. you read the other one okay. uh where they're talking about what the album is the new album is going to be oh yeah, yeah and yeah. what it is so you read that one uh so what was this double tour only for overseas gigs? Now, let me explain what this double tour is. Typo negative and coal chamber. So basically the greatest tour of all time that's ever happened. And I <laughs> missed it because I didn't like typo negative. Um, Cause I thought they sucked. Cause I thought, oh, what's this guy just joking around? Ugh, don't do that in music. uh, Was this the tour only for overseas gigs? Yeah, it was. But now we're going to do it in the state starting in January the 21st because we had so much fun and we want to mix the two styles of kids together. Now, this last sentence gave me great joy to read. So we're co-headlining because we're both at the same level over there. (laughs) People kill, are always there's a, <laughs> people are always
0: saying that about cold Chamber and Typo Negative. Same level. They, there
1: was a lot in that article. That's the only one I cut out. But there was a lot in there where he was explaining like, well, we're actually kind of famous. You know? Yeah, we're pretty uh, huge. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that, guys. Hey, people that are in bands that are listening, even if you're famous, don't say you're famous. Ever. I'm that's reading bad. an article about you.
0: That's you're already more famous <laughs> than most people. If someone yeah. is interviewing you, like someone cares about what you have to say about anything, you're already more famous than like 97% of people who walk on the earth.
1: Yeah. And call chamber. You can't sit around calling yourself on the same level as typo negative. It just, it's untrue. Really? I, I hate to say it. I, I feel real bad saying that to them because 1997 Brian would want to whip my ass for what I'm saying but they're just not they're in two different levels Cold Chamber and typo
0: yeah well and also too like they talk about how they're like a smaller band like it's funny how it changes right because I the one interview from Lollipop is from 97 like two months after the album comes out April 97 and so someone said, you must get the corn compare. The interviewer said, you must get the corn comparison a lot, both for sound and style. How do you feel oh, about that? Really. And then Meeg says, we take it as a compliment. Corn's a great band. People have to compare us to something, I guess. We also get White Zombie and Marilyn Manson a lot. And then Mike says, it's the new style of heavy music. So that's okay. Um, and then they also say uh, people were talking about, Uh, Then they ask any comparisons you thought were way off base, Mike, Crowbar and Nine Inch Nails. We use no samples, nothing. And Crowbar, like maybe the guitar sound. And then the person, the interviewer says, but that's like comparing both of you and everyone else to Sabbath. Not to mention all you guys are, you know, little. And Meeg says, yeah, we're a small band and they're big. So that's where they were at. And then you read these other, like, you know, we read that one where they're talking about, oh, we don't even want to be.
1: We're not new metal. We're not corn, blah, blah, blah. And then there's that's another one self-preservation though, John, you know what I mean? That is sure. like, that is like knowing how to, like when you're in a a band that's riding a crest of, of, uh, of a wave of music and that's kind of like saying stuff like that is kind of like knowing how to, you know, make a fire out of Flint and some leaves. <laughs> and stuff. It's like real survival shit. You're like, no, I'm, I don't. I. I don't want none. Of, I didn't know it. I don't even know these bands. They're. Yeah. I don't know. They're. They're just like. They're just watching. Every time somebody calls them new metal, they're watching their future paychecks go away. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. And
0: then uh, this is from a year later, almost. This is from February 1998, the Maximum Ink one, and it's funny how they're trying to distance themselves from Corn, um, Maximum Ink. So earlier they were talking about Spooky Core. And they said, I guess that's because there's so many downtuned bands from L.A. like Corn, the Deftones, and Snot. And we had to come up with something to differentiate ourselves from those bands. So we came up with Spooky Core. Then they say some other stuff. And then Maximum Ming says, you mentioned Corn, and your sounds are familiar. Were they an influence? And then uh, I think it's the drummer who's being interviewed here. Um, let me just double check. It says DM. I'm trying to think of who this is. DM. I don't even know if they have a DM in the Direct
1: band. Direct anyway. message.
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, okay, it is... Who uh, the fuck is DM? I guess Dez? Dez is the only person who has an D. Dez in their name. my man. Dez, Dez, man. Dez the man. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the interviewer says, you mentioned corn. Your sounds are familiar. Were they an influence? I'm not sure if they influenced us as much as it's an L.A. down-tuned heavy thing. Anyone that says yeah. they invented the downtuned style is just whatever. It's been around forever. I mean... Fear Factory uses it. Here's what we're really thankful for. We're thankful for Korn getting out there because in LA, there was nobody getting signed. There's no heavy metal radio station. There's no real scene at all. I can remember when Korn and us were playing, us at the Whiskey and them at the Roxy on Sunset, which are like 30 feet away from each other, both sold out shows, both not signed. And I'm thinking to myself, What are people doing? Why aren't they looking at L.A.? So what we are really thankful for is that they got out with the down sound and broke it for the market. That's a really good thing, especially for us. When people always say corn, or sorry, when people say corn, I always say great. It's great to be compared to a great band. Plus, they're great friends of ours. Now, I simply love that this person is somehow deluded into thinking that L.A., is not a place to be discovered if you are a musician. That might be the most <laughs> insane thing I've ever heard in my life. There was no metal scene in LA. However, both us and Korn were playing sold out shows on the same night.
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> What Sometimes are you
0: 12 come down? <laughs> yeah, what it's does that even also. mean? Like what what are you talking about? Oh, there's no scene in LA. There's no one here. I mean, every major record label is stationed here and A&R people are at the shows all the time. Oh, and I live right next door to Dino from Fear Factory. He's who got assigned signed by Roadrunner. But as far as like the scene goes, there's no one here. That's cr- like that just th- I read that. I was like, "Are you nuts?" Like if you were a band from like If you're Slipknot, okay, if you're from Des Moines and you're like, there's no metal scene in Des Moines, I'd be like, I believe that. I believe there is no metal scene in Des Moines, and it must have been very hard for you to get signed. You can't tell me you have gigs at the Whiskey-A-Go-Go that are sold out in L.A. and you're hard done by. Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, you know, I I don't know. I think they probably have like a complex about, uh, because you can tell, I think they're annoyed that, you know, people give corn credit but of course, I mean, sure. I, it's the same thing as Nirvana though. Like Nirvana wasn't like the first band to do it, but guess what? The first band that gets signed and becomes the big thing is the reason you got signed. They're the so, first band. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't well, it's matter. like the Classic it, thing. Right? It's anyway. like, it's,
0: it's like artists who win the best new artist Grammy, even though they've been making music for 10 years. And it's like their fourth album that pops big. It's like, there's still a new artist to the mainstream or whatever the case, right? So it's the same, it's the same exact principle. It's like, it's the mushroom head Slipknot thing all over again. It simply does not matter if you were playing music in your basement and wearing masks. (laughs) Slipknot, (laughs) Slipknot got more famous than you. You have to accept that they are the mask band and people are going to ask you if you ripped off said mask band if you come after the famous mask band. It just is the way it is.
1: And there's nothing, there's, there's nothing you're going to be able to say because I like with mushroom head, right? Like me and you both know that they are the first one. We know that. Sure. We're just never going to give them credit because they fucking always are bringing up how they were the first ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to fucking give Mushroom Head any credit ever because every interview, they're like, we were the first ones to do it. And then I'm just like, well, they're busy giving themselves credit. They don't need me to give them credit. Yeah,
0: totally. It's like you said, don't, if you're famous, don't talk about being famous. People never, are not interested. Never. It's like These I guys always
1: should not talk about. I mean, I don't even like to say i'm a podcaster because it's Who a job would? that everybody thinks they can do totally. <laughs> like, so it's like uh uh i don't i don't even like to say those words that i make a living doing something very far from famous but i make a living doing something sort of in show business and like uh these people are just like we fucking helped Hey. We helped Korn invent new metal. Okay. And now we're out of it. We don't like it anymore. We think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. We made and, one new metal and, record and it went <laughs> gold
0: and we hate it. Yeah. We don't even yeah. call it our first record. We're calling our
1: second record our first record. That's how much we hate it. <laughs> yeah. Insane. It, it, okay. Call Chamber, you may be normal. You may do bad interviews, but you're truly insane people. So that works.
0: Yeah. True. Okay. Well, we are here at the end of the review portion of the show, uh, so it's time for the tweet defense. If this is your first time listening to the show, the tweet defense is our way of giving a rating to the album, and it is just simply this: if someone were to tweet at you, I think the Cold Chamber record sucks. How many tweets would you do in defense of this record? And Brian, I am eager to hear what uh, what you have to say here.
1: So for this album, I've been thinking all day about what number I'm going to give it. And I'm just going to give it right now. 666. That (laughs) spooky. It's a spooky score that I've given. That's going to be a really long day for you on Twitter. (laughs) And it's the hottest. Oh God. The other day, John, I had this, this post that was a very clear lie. Yes, And uh, yeah. like as a joke and people just kept responding as if it was true. And it was the best day of my life. I was responding <laughs> over and over and over. I was off work that day. I didn't have nothing to do. So I was just like, no, it's true. Actually, this really happened. <laughs> and people would just argue, you got conned. Hi, oh, you're so stupid, dude. And I'm like, okay. You're like wasting yeah, your time. I'm the stupid one in this interaction. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a lot but, of uh, us are all saying. <laughs> well, I just wanted to have... I, You know, I'll say this. You take those two uh, weird songs off here, sketches. This is a perfect album to me. Not all the songs hit the highest highs, of course. But you take those two racist songs off here. This album's perfect. Probably one of my favorite albums we've reviewed and, and like went up in my esp- estimation by listening to it today. So actually yeah. I'll give it a regular ass score. 50. This has got a 50. Okay.
0: Nice. Love that. Yeah. I, um, I would think of the records we've covered that I hadn't really heard before the show. This is probably my favorite one that we've done. I think especially it, it with it hitting me like right away, like I was into it right away. There wasn't like, a sort of, oh, this is better than I thought, or this, it didn't even take me a while. It was like right away with Loco. I was, I was on board immediately. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really liked it. I mean, I think it's got to be, uh, it's got to be a probably a seven for me. That is would huge. A yeah. 50 and a seven, you know, yeah. we're in lockstep. we're in lockstep people may not know people may not understand that but longtime listeners of the show will understand that a 50 from brian and a 7 from john is the same score Uh, (laughs) it's a good album
1: i'm I'm glad you liked it man that makes me so happy
0: no yeah i i really liked it it was it was really fun to listen to and and um yeah i'll definitely go back to it it's you know we've had a, a decent number of records on the show where we listen to it for the show. And then I immediately deleted off my phone and I know that I'm probably never going to listen to it again. Uh, this one it's, it's going to stay. I'm, I'm going to really, uh, get into it more and, and, yeah, I really liked it. So, yeah, if you want uh, more content from the show, or you like what we do and you just want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the PODcast. That's cast with a K to support the show. It's just $4 a month. And you get three bonus episodes every single month. Uh, you get one full-length bonus episode, which last month, very fun. We had Lauren Kozlowski from... Roach Coach on the show and we covered the Crow soundtracks. We had a, a playlist that spanned all three Crow soundtracks and it was a lot of fun to have Lauren on. We love all the folks over at Roach Coach uh, if you've never checked them out. Great New Metal podcast. Uh, and they go weekly so they, they've they gotten way more into the weeds on New Metal than we ever will and, and they do a great job. So check that out if you never have before. But anyway that's on our Patreon. That's a full length bonus episode. We do one of those every month and then we do two singles every month. So so we, we cover a, a range of, of singles. Some of them aren't even new metal, like the first one coming up this month. Uh, not, uh, not super new metal, but very fun to cover all the same. And, as a listener, you can tell us what to do. You can actually pick a single or an album for us to listen to. Uh, so head on over to the Patreon. All the details about that are over there. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash the POD underscore cast. Again, that's cast with a K. Brian, I have some bad news for you. We are here at the challenge portion of the show. And uh, every month we challenge ourselves to to do something Related to the album that we are covering last month, we covered Slipknot's Iowa. And the challenge was to create a song title that was sort of, Ooh, warped in the way that uh Slipknot was sort of writing the song titles for Iowa. And it was a very convincing win for me, Brian. And it felt good. You had won four months in a row and I beat you 70% to 30%, which is a big margin um, I especially because people like you more. I think there are people who just vote for you every month, no matter what.
1: So you gotta be a psycho to do that for so you me. Gotta, to, hey, judge it on its own merits. Okay. I, Don't judge look, it. Cause you think I'm a sweetie pie. I, I'm just saying that is,
0: that is often what, so I for bet. me to overcome, for me to overcome that, I feel good about it. So anyway, we are at the overall record. I have 16 wins. You have 17 wins. And we have one tie. Uh, The challenge for Coal Chamber, very simple. You just need to create a version of Big Truck. So it's just, uh, you know, if you were to write sort of a silly new metal song uh, in the style of Big Truck, what song
1: would it be? Brian, uh, you can go first mine is big truck right but instead of big truck i cuz i i was just thinking like i could just make it after my car which is a honda dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know i am trying i had like lyrics earlier but now i'm not Well you don't have to like,
0: you don't have to do the whole lyrics
1: i i was yeah, just thinking it honda. would be like big okay. truck it's but it's honda and maybe if I could figure out how to wait a way to rhyme 200 SX in there, because that's my like <laughs> sick ass fucking car, you know, 2018 Honda, Hondra.
0: Hondra. Hondra. Uh,
1: so it's a 2018 Honda 200 XX. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I I'll just call it, it that. Honda yeah, 200 I, I, SX. I, really, I ate, I ate shit. I actually agreed to do this one at like seven. Right. When you asked me and I was like, I got to be working on this. I got to work on this. And then I had a very stressful time trying to work on it. And then I was like, you know what? It's just going to be Honda. I'm just going to call could, it Honda.
0: It could just be that big truck is perfect. It's like, what, what it else could you, is, dude. you know, it's like, what else could be exactly like big truck? Cause it was hard for me. I think I had similar instincts where I was like, it's got to be big something, or it's got to be something truck. Like I was like, ice cream truck, <laughs> big dick. Like I was just like trying to come up big with all tuck. these big cock, my big (laughs) cock. Like it, honestly, it was genuinely like, okay, I'm like, I'm not just going to go for the stupid dick joke. Um, but I, but I did though, I did end up going for the stupid dick joke and I'm going with huge balls. Um, but I think the, the, the thing is, so in this song, right, it is obviously just strictly about a truck, but Des kind of codes some of the lyrics, right? That it could be about, you know, just like living life in the fast lane kind of deal. So mine is going to be, I'm kind of borrowing a page from the Hollywood undead playbook and I am writing a song about sports, but then the chorus is like huge balls, huge balls. And it's like, <laughs> just about like, you know, the, it, all the sports you can play that have big balls. Um, so that's my, that's uh, my
1: remake. Big truck. What do you think that song's about? By the way, do you do we do we agree that that song is about big trucks? Yes, like a hundred. I mean, there's just no just other way. Truck? It's not about
0: big trucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't have like sex language in it. It no. doesn't sound like he's singing about a penis. It sounds like he's singing about a fucking truck. And there just
0: aren't that many lyrics in the song like I'll read the whole song for you right now it's going to take me 20 seconds to read it too small too small don't compromise so have fast too fast don't realize have hand on wheel set the sights drive with me too fast too fast don't realize so have fast too fast don't recognize have hand on wheel set the sights drive with me moving motion said move said move it somebody better come and drive me big truck bunch of times ain't no yeah. grave gonna hold my body down ain't no grave gonna hold hold my body hold my body big truck come on that's the yeah, whole that's it it's like, literally i'm fucking, it's just about a I'm fucking driving truck. A
1: big truck man yeah i'm driving it's a, a big fucking truck
0: it's about a truck it's about a big that's truck that's so cool And trying like not to. Yeah, it's like it's like I said, it's like that living life. It's kind of going for that living life in the fast lane. We're going too fast. We don't even know we might get in a car crash. Maybe this is kind of about death, but really, it's just about having a big truck. So respect to Dez, respect to Cole Chamber for the big truck. Uh, You'll be able to vote on the winner of the challenge if you follow us on Twitter It's twitter.com slash the P-O-D underscore cast, cast with a K. The other thing you'll be able to vote for on Twitter is the poll. We do this every single month. Brian and I will nominate two albums each, and then you, the listener, will get to decide what record we cover for next month's poll, or sorry, for next month's uh, review, next month's episode. And Brian, um, you know, you go first. Put up your two albums. Do you have a theme this month, or are you you just going to two renegade albums here
1: yeah i think i'm going to renegade albums uh my theme is these are both off the beaten path i don't think they're gonna win but i figured i'd throw them in there uh -hmm. the bloodhound gang one fierce beer coaster and uh vanilla ice to the extreme those are the two songs so either the heavy metal vanilla ice album or the bloodhound gang which some might say it's not new metal, but it's actually classified under new metal and wicked. Oh, it's I mean, I would say it's new metal. I mean, I don't uh I mean I don't And also just doing a roof is on fire song like two months in a row. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind true. of true. And they do
0: they do bring it up. <laughs> Cole Chamber even brought that up in an interview. Someone was like, Oh, it's kinda like the Bloodhound gang, and they were like, No, it's nothing like that. I think they actually oh, yeah, said ours is serious. That was their response. <laughs> They said ours is serious. The Bloodhound Gang was a joke, but ours is the whole song, and it was serious. So, um, well, Brian, uh, I told you, I promised you that my pick this month was – one of my picks was going to piss you off. And so I'm, I'm ready to piss you off right now. Well, I'm going to go Let's with the non-piss-off it. choice first. The first – we put this up in a poll before – And I just figure this band is in the news right now. By the time uh, this, uh, you know, this episode comes out, they'll have left the news, Uh, but they kind of went viral on Twitter this week as we record Alien Ant Farm uh, getting a lot of attention for their cover of Smooth Criminal, which we've talked about on the show before as being a phenomenal cover Uh, anthology. I'm going to put that one up. Weird. And then, by the way. Very it is weird. a good
1: album, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm it's fine. Weird. If we, I don't know if I think it's good. Oh, but you it's said weird. I weird. thought you said yeah. Good. It's weird. Yeah.
0: It's a weird I'm, one. I'm ready to listen to it. Uh, it's time, I think. And uh, the one that will piss you off, which I don't think we've put in a poll before, Jay Z and Lincoln Park, Collision Course.
1: No, that's fine. I'll li- <laughs> I'll listen to that. I thought that was a uh, 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 show. The other thing, you know what I mean? The other show, the bonus cast. Yeah, but uh, no, it's not.
0: It's I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's a bonus because I think I know it is kind of technically like a compilation or a rarity, but. It's just so iconic. It's like an iconic new metal moment. So I feel like it It would deserve a main episode. Plus we could, we could, uh, you know, we don't even need interviews or articles because we'll have the footage, the the very awkward footage of Jay-Z recording with Linkin Park. Uh, but in any case, the I'm, one no, thing it's got wins, going for hot. it, it's short, it's only six songs.
1: So it also has <laughs> that going for it. Yeah, neither, none of these four would really, would really annoy me at all. Oh, i would c- be I annoyed handle- if either
0: of yours win. I think. No, I'm
1: just. Kidding. Oh come on. We're man. doing. I, I can tell
0: you this. We're doing a. We're doing one of the singles from the Vanilla Ice album in August. So it, let it me tell be you, say
1: a- Ice, Ice Baby.
0: No, it's not. It's. Ice, it's not that. It's not that one. <laughs> okay. It's a mut. it's a just it's one of the ones from his rap metal album. So,
1: anyway, oh, so fun. No, no, it's gonna What's be, it called because it might be ice ice baby because he calls it something different. So, oh, like you he, don't have re-do- to look it up he redoes them. it yeah, on he the rap it metal it album on a heavy metal. Oh, yeah, the I not even I know that. Oh, that's even too worse. cold. It's called
0: too cold. too cold. Oh, I think that might be the one we're doing. I'm too pretty cold, sure. Too cold. Oh, too cold. uh. Yeah, that is the one we're doing in August, Too Cold by Vanilla Ice. That is a song,
1: baby. I know that that song.
0: We're doing that single for Rod in August, so it'll be, uh, we'll be ready to rock. Anyway, uh, if you want to pick a single for us to do, or an album for us to do, or you want to subscribe to our bonus content, again, you can head on over to slash the podcast, cast with a K. And you can follow us on Twitter if you want to vote for the winner of the challenge and in the poll. It's always a good time. So check us out on Twitter at Patreon. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you back here next month. Goodbye.